it's a friday and it finds you here in the home of the best sports breakdown in the 254 the sports bar brought to you by yours truly your favorite barman kids friday the 18th uh, ah, well, 2021 <laughs> <laughs> yeah Drew, as always, uh, welcome to another episode of The Sports Bar. Yeah, uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media handles on Instagram at The Sports Bar TE and on Facebook at The Sports Bar. The Sports Bar. Now, as always, we get into our first segment, which we like to call The Rundown. Which is for Fridays, yeah. Yeah, so, so what's been happening in the world of sports this week? In the world of sports, yeah. So let's start with NBA. Uh, yeah, NBA is a bit hectic. <laughs> so Copa first, and then yes, NBA. let's let's go to Copa. I have a bit of ranting to do. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. So what happened in Copa America? Oh well, no, we had uh, the kickoff this week, well, which we talked about on the Monday episode. Yeah. Uh then uh, the match day two began. Uh, yes, well, today morning at midnight, which means I haven't slept in about four days. But you know, it's going to be. Uh, Colombia had the game too, taking on Venezuela, which ended in a drab nil-nil. And then Brazil took on Peru. Oh, the Brazilians are not playing around. Four-nil victors, with goals coming from Alexandro, Neymar Jr., Ribeiro, and Richarlison. So, it was a very dominant display from the Samba boys. Yeah, very good performance from Brazil. They look mm-hmm. good. Neymar looks really good. Captaining the team has been he scored in the first game, I think, the penalty. Yeah. Yeah, he took a very it was a very well taken goal. And I think one of the surprise packages is Richarlison. I mean if you've been seeing him play for Everton and you watch him play for Brazil alongside Gabi Jesus and Neymar, totally different animals. Yeah, maybe he deserves a and even Fred, you'd think uh, you wouldn't rate so, so uh, Fred. <laughs> the truth must be spoken. Anyway, I think that's it for Copa America, basically. Yeah, On yeah. to the Basketball Association. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so, uh, when we spoke last, which was on Monday, yes. yeah, we had Sounds three like series. Dear John letter. Should, dear John, since it. we last spoke. <laughs> yeah, since uh, we last spoke on Monday. <laughs> With you guys, obviously, yeah. So we we had a couple of series at uh, game three, game fours, going into game fours and game five. So we the Brooklyn series, Brooklyn Bucks series, was going mm-hmm. into a game five then. Yes. With Kyrie having having got hurt in game four, so it was all up to Kevin Durant. But apparently, just the, a day before that game, mm-hmm. uh, Brooklyn uh, turned James Harden from unable to play into questionable, meaning <laughs> he could feature in the first team roster. During game day, but he not might not play. play. Yeah, mm. turns out he was playing hobble. He did play actually, so he came into the first team as another ball handler to help alongside KD. But he was mm. playing hobble, couldn't really move as much. He was, just, he was a liability. Yes, he was a liability. But one of the greatest performances ever from, in NBA playoff history. From which of the players? Yanis. There is only one player. Who's better than everyone else in the KD, entire world? The and his name is Kevin Durant. Yeah, KD was a beast in that game. Bro. It was an immense performance Eish. to put the Brooklyn Nets 3-2 up in the series. KD scored 49 points, uh, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, or with like three blocks on the game. Basically, he left the game with a backache from carrying that team. Yes, Yeah, so KD put up 
a performance that was for the ages. I mean, after that, Twitter, all the socials were erupting with his name. Mm-hmm. Even the great one, LeBron James himself, was like, yes. You just had to acknowledge Ladies him. and gentlemen, just that was a brilliant performance from KD. He literally carried the entire team through the whole game. He looked so poised that at some point he just zeroed in on the game. If he you were watching the, the game, yeah, he was, it was like he, he was in the zone. He was very steady. He was very poised. He, he was in no rush at all. He was taking his shots very... But I loved enjoying that. I loved every moment of it. That was a brilliant performance. Uh, the Nets won that game at home against mm. uh, the Bucks, meaning they take a 3-2 series lead. Going into today morning where we had game five in that series as well. Yeah. So, again... Game six. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, game six. Mm. So Simple maths. Again, simple maths. Going back to Milwaukee... <laughs> The Nets didn't have no. They didn't have such. KD always shows up and scored like I think thirty five, forty points. But as always, uh, the Bucks had a pretty good stout defensive game today. Uh, Yeah, they shut them down. They held them to eighty nine points. Yeah, I think that's one of the lowest points they've scored. Apart from yeah, the previous game they also did eighty eight. So with all the offensive power they have, but honestly with them lacking Kyrie and James Harden at full strength, you understand where they're coming from. So. The Bucks won today morning, forcing a game seven back in Brooklyn. Watch out for that over the weekend. It's gonna be epic, man. So one final game to decide that series. See whether who's going on with it, Yanis. The Bucks. Or KD. <coughs> oh, sorry, I had had something in my throat. I I meant to say the Bucks. <laughs> Into another thriller in the East as well. The Sixes series. That's another one that just shocked everybody. Mm-hmm. So when we last spoke, which was on Monday. Uh, the Hawks is short term memory is ridiculous, but okay, continue. What? <laughs> yeah, so the Hawks is the Hawks Sixers uh, series was at it was at two two. Yeah, it was tied at two two. Yeah, going into game five into that series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we went into game five. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened? So apparently, it's not apparently, during the entire too. game. Yes, during the entire game. From the first seconds of the game up to two minutes till to the end of the third quarter, mm. the Philadelphia 76ers had dominated the Atlanta Hawks, mm. scoring, outscoring them in the first half alone by 60 points, 69 points to 40. Mm-hmm. So they had like a 20, 26 point lead against them. Yeah. Two minutes to the third quarter ending. Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, Jeff Green, and the Dwight Howards and everyone of the world yeah. had a 26-point lead against the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, yeah. I'm emphasizing that. Two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. In the third quarter. Guess what happened? They lost. Yes. And that seemed obvious. You set it up too easily. Trey Young lost. <laughs> Trey Young basically happened. Came through. Yes. The Atlanta Hawks went on a... I think it was a 42... 15 or 12 run. In the final quarter. Damn, they came back. That was one of the best comebacks around. Now they lead the series 3-2 going back to... The series heads back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. With Atlanta having a 3-2 series lead. In game six. Yes. Watch out for that. The Sixers might end up going home and then in the finals. <laughs> might get shocked when Trae Young gets to the final. In. Let's not jump to conclusions. On to the West where we have the... Nugget Sun series, which ended a very long time ago, yeah, feels so like it now. Them. Yeah, so they're just seated at home, but they have a problem. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Suns a bit. 
So Chris Paul went into the NBA health and safety protocols. You know why? Violation of the COVID regulations. Yes, he tested. He had a positive COVID test. <laughs> Meaning he might not be ready for when the Clippers just series ends. But I mean, CP3 has been immense, but it's all been about Booker. I know, in but you know, CP3 is the soul of that team. But anyway, enough of that. We'll get into it a bit later. Uh, in the West, as we said before, the Suns are waiting for the winner of the Clippers and the Jazz series, which mm-hmm. is another thriller, guys. <laughs> so here's another bit of news coming out from that uh, series. Kawhi Leonard is hurt. Yeah. We'll get into that later as well. But when that happened, Playoff P showed up. Paul George. Uh, so when we last spoke on Monday, the series was at uh, 2-2. 2-2, yeah. It was yes, tied. it was tied at 2-2. And then we were going into game five uh, at in. Yeah, Staples I Center. think. No, it wasn't Staples. No, we were in Utah. Yes, for game mm-hmm. five. And, and I don't know why Paul the Jazz are insisting on making me look like a liar. Yes, and Paul George put up, put up a performance for the ages as well. Mm-hmm. With Kawhi Leonard missing, he put up 39 points with the... Uh, Eight of nine shooting for three points. I mean, it was such a great game for him. And uh, he lifted the Clippers above the Jazz on that night. Yeah. Uh, the Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz had a really poor shooting night. Well, they started off well. They were shooting very early in the first quarter. But they... Everything changed. Everything changed. When, when Paul were, George decided to attack. Yeah, he took over, man. Took over the game and led the Clippers to a win in Utah. Meaning they lead that series by... 3-2. 3-2. Going into game six. Going into game six. Watch out that watch out watch out for that series also this weekend. So mm. yeah, that's your NBA rundown. So uh, I know what's left, but that is going to be in our next segment. So make sure you guys stay tuned and don't forget to follow us on social media on Instagram at the Sports Bar KE and on Facebook, the Sports Bar. Well, now we're talking about the blockbuster mm-hmm. of the summer, which is the Euro 2020 being played in 2021, which is confusing enough. Anyways, Drew. I'm sure you were wondering why we hadn't talked about this earlier. Well, I mean, there's a lot of games involved in it until it just deserves to be no, a segment. You were wrong, song. yes. Is, uh, now we're back. We have a segment in its own. It's called the Euro Rundown. Mm-hmm. So when you spoke on Monday, we gave you a highlight of what to look out for through the week. Yeah, and also yeah. the games that had been played. Yeah. Had our two cents. And uh, yeah, Drew, why don't you tell us we, what happened in the games yeah, from so Monday till When we last yesterday. spoke on Monday, we had fixtures in, I think it's group B. Yes. Scotland, Czech Republic, Poland, Slovakia, and Spain, Sweden. So and group of death also hadn't played. Yeah. and on No, yeah, this is group D and then group F on Friday, on mm. Tuesday. Right? Yeah, yeah, and so, also he had games. Yeah. So Scotland, Czech Republic ended in a... Mm, with probably like, the with goal of the season for the, the Euros. A Pushkas contender to be sure from Patrick Schick. Goal of the tournament. Aye. They, he took their freedom. <laughs> yeah, so Patrick Schick scored one of the goals of the tournament. And actually, to, he scored both goals in the game. Yeah, to give uh, Czech Republic a 2-0 win over Scotland. Uh, Poland succumbed to a 2-1 loss to Slovakia. But and that game just goes to show you, you might be the greatest player in the world, but as long as the players around you are to the level you're used to, yeah. you can't do much. With Lewandowski looking about as potent as uh, Venomous. Wait, what? I said that wrong. 
as a snake without any venom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's an off day. Give the other day. game on due on on Monday we had Spain against Sweden, which ended in a nil-nil draw. With the highlight of the game being Alexander Isak, the striker for Sweden. No, to me it was Morata. <laughs> he well, the, we have famous and infamous, so he's on the latter side. And also, let's not forget Robin Olsen, who made them some incredible saves. Yeah, so the Spain were held to a nil-nil draw by Sweden. Heading on to Tuesday, we had the group of death games, Hungary against Portugal. Which seemed to be going to end in a draw until the 80th minute. That's when the first goal was scored. Yeah. And then quickly followed by a Ronaldo brace. Yes, mm. as you'd expect. So ended in a 3-0 win for Portugal against Hungary. <laughs> the other game in the group was France-Germany, which was a blockbuster game of the first round. And moral of the story, there's no more German juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they lost the game 1-0 to France. With um, an own goal scored by Mats Hummels. Mat Hummels. And two goals... Uh, uh, ruled out by VAR, scored by Mbappe and Karim Benzema. Game week two, going into the second match day, we had Finland against Russia in Group A, which, with the Russians ending up going, ending up winning the game. Yeah, one which was about as exciting as it expected to be. It wasn't really beautiful football played. It was survival football. Now yeah. that group has, it's really well poised considering, I think the first three teams all have three points. Yeah, yeah. and then the other game in the group, we also... You know, Necessarily, yeah. Turkey Wales, not yeah, not in the group, but Turkey mm-hmm. Wales also had a game that day with yeah. Wales running out two nil winners against Tax attacks. I mean, the Turks basically have, sending them home. They've they've been disappointing. They're not at home. It's not at cut and dry, but it depends on the last game. The yeah. Turks have been very disappointing because a lot of people were talking about them as dark horses in the tournament. Uh, now in Yeah, the last game on Wednesday night was Italy, Switzerland, and with the Italians Island. looking scary good. Mm. Yeah, so go Azzurri. <laughs> yeah, the Swiss tried to put up a fight, but it just wasn't going their way that night. On Thursday, we had Ukraine, Macedonia. With Ukraine running out two and two one winners, making me look like a genius because I'm the only one who rated that Ukrainian team, and now it looks like they're getting into the knockout stages. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? For, yeah, I mean they have three points, which means they could be best of the rest, in, provided they play out a draw. In the other game on Thursday, we had the the hut, the solemnly not solemnly, just <laughs> the demoralized Danes going up against. The Belgians. Which are the other two teams in the group with Finland and Russia. Yeah. So, uh, Netherlands confirmed their qualification in that the game. The Denmark-Belgium uh, game ended oh, in a 2-1 win for Belgium with Kevin De Bruyne coming on in the second half and scoring a goal and giving out an assist. Confirming their qualification into the knockout round. Yeah, and the other game in that group, not in that group, but the other game last night was Netherlands-Austria with the Netherlands also cementing a place in the knockout stages with, with a 2-0 win. win against Austria. With uh, Memphis Depay getting a penalty goal and uh, Dumfries getting his second goal in as many games in the Euros. Yeah, so on to today, Lindsay, what do we have? On to today, well, there's a lot we can actually talk about because going into the weekend, we have the end of March day two and the beginning of March day three. Mm-hmm. So let's start with today. Uh, game starting in about two hours will be Sweden taking on Slovakia mm-hmm. with uh, Slovakia being top of group <laughs> of their group, which is shocking considering Spain are also there. They just need a win against Sweden to confirm their qualification out of the group. Then that game is followed by Croatia taking on the Czech Republic. Uh, Croatia started off stumbling out of the blocks with a loss to England, so they need the points if they're going to emulate the form in the form of, in the previous World Cup. Then we have uh, the 
<laughs> the United Kingdom derby with England taking on Scotland. Uh, I see dark days ahead for Andy Robertson. <laughs> then uh, Saturday, yep. we have uh, Hungary taking on France. Uh, it looks like Mbappe is hungry for more goals. And then we have uh, Portugal taking on Germany, <laughs> which is actually a pretty entertaining game. Must be. It's going to be very entertaining. Yeah, with uh, CR7 facing one of the best goalkeepers of the past uh, decade or so. In no, 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 yeah. yeah. And Germany really need to pull something out of the hat if they're looking to get out of that group. And rounding up Saturday's games, we have Spain taking on Poland. Uh, hopefully, they'll start with Gerard Moreno in instead of the always present missing Alvaro Morata. I don't know about Morata, man. <laughs> damn, but damn. As in, yeah. However wrong you try to prove people wrong about Morata, he just proves them right. It's it's the Chelsea curse. I mean, I think Spain just took for granted their previous strikers in Fernando Torres, David Villa, Fernando Morientes. Like, they had a slew of great strikers. Just... <laughs> and now they have Morata. Uh, then uh, that rounds up Saturday. Now we come into Sunday for the last two games of March Day 2 with Italy taking on Wales and uh, Switzerland taking on Turkey. So those are the picks of the weekend. Oh, actually, that would be the start of game week three yeah. uh, with Italy and Wales. Two teams who I think at this point it's safe to see have made it into the knockout rounds. Yeah. Uh, Wales have four points. Yeah, four points. Italy has six. Yeah, okay. so best of the rest, I'm a automatic qualification. It looks done. Switzerland need to do something against Turkey. A win would put them tied on points with Wales. But again, it comes down to best of the rest scenarios. Yeah, so that's your dose of the weekend. Uh, that's your dose for the Euros roundup. That's your highlights for the week, uh, the results for the week. Yeah. We've given you a preview of what to look out for over the weekend as well. And so. remember, Kibbs is a genius because he's the only one who saw the <sighs> dominance of Andriy Yamalenko. <laughs> remember, he is tied as the top goal scorer of the Euros along with CR7 and Lukaku. Anyway, watch out for the Euros. <laughs> Keep updated on the Euros. It's really entertaining out here. Some spectacular goals being scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on to our next segment. Yeah, so here's your weekend preview. Definitely. Anyways, yeah. So uh, going into our next segment, we're about to give you a preview of some of the best sports to watch over the weekend. There's a bunch. Yeah. So uh, I think I'll kick things off. Uh, Let's talk uh, Copa America. Yeah. The next round of fixtures will be, well, technically Saturday at midnight, but dead. You know, this midnight thing is still confusing me. I think I might be a little bit dumb. It's the time zone. (laughs) Yeah. So... uh, Chile think kicked things off, uh, taking on Bolivia. Uh, Chile who Chile played out a goalless draw in the previous one uh, one draw in the previous game against Argentina. So they're looking to turn things around, win the group. Uh, but shortly after that game at three a.m., we will have Argentina taking on Uruguay, which is an exciting game. I mean, it's Looks tough like for Argentina. A very entertaining prospect. I mean, Argentina go from playing a game against Chile into. Um, Uruguay and still don't have that team balance of how they'll get the goals because their goals their goal did come from a set piece from Leo Messi, mm-hmm. a direct free kick. So I don't know. Lautaro Martinez looked good in that game, but I think it might be time to bring on uh, Kunaguero to start up top just to have some extra punch, especially going on against a solid defensive duo in Jimenez and Godin. And there's always the option of Sebastian Coates on the bench. 
Uruguay could really frustrate them. And don't forget the firepower at the top with Edison Cavani and Luis Suarez probably going to lead the line. So that's a game I'm definitely going to watch. Yeah, watch out for Copa America this weekend. Yeah. Also, we have the National Basketball Association going on. But <laughs> go basketball So watch out for Game Seven in the Bucks Brooklyn series in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That should be entertaining. That's a one and done game. So whoever wins that goes home. Whoever wins that goes on. Whoever loses that go home. Mm-hmm. Watch out for Game Six in the Clippers Jazz series as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's. Interestingly, boys, because I mean, yeah, without Kawhi, it could be difficult for them the to win. The defensive power of Clippers has taken a serious hit without Kawhi. Maybe. Yeah, so they might have to look for a different tactic. Maybe you score, we score. But honestly, if Paul George can do what he did again in Game mm. Five and lift them, they only need a win. If they need, if they get the win, this the uh, they advance. Yeah. So watch out for the clip Game Six for the Clippers Jazz series. Watch out for the Hawks Sixes series as well, with the Hawks leading 3-2 and needing a win to go into the Eastern Conference Finals, which is not something you'd have said at the beginning of the year, honestly. Yeah. But damn, man, I mean, that, that would be impressive. But really need to bounce back. <laughs> yeah, they need to bounce back. That was a shitty, shitty move. So yeah. they need to bounce back, looking to get a win in Atlanta and survive and push this to a Game 7 decider. So... Yeah. Hopefully they do that. So that's your NBA PV for the weekend. That's your Copa America PV for the weekend. And now for the big game of the weekend, yes. which is actually what I've been looking for. And it's going to be a triple header with three races in three weeks. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Formula One. Yes, Formula One, my people. And Welcome we to, to France, the Paul, Paul Dercard GP. Yeah. This yeah. weekend with FP1 going on. as well. FP2 is just FP2 about, is to about to start. Yeah, FP1, FP1 ended. ended a while ago. And yeah, a lot of drama. We saw uh, three drivers crash out. Uh, mm-hmm. Sebastian Vettel. But uh, everyone finished if you want to. Schumacher and uh, Carlos Sainz. Yeah, they got their cars fixed and came out again. Uh, finished about 18 laps each compared to the other drivers who did about 26, 28. So it's a lot less. So you can't really get a good reading on the car on the track. But it's looking like they're having problems getting uh, heat to the tires. It's FP1. It's just mm. the start of the weekend. You can't really tell anything. Everyone's trying to get the car set up properly. But a bunch of teams looking to bounce back with Mercedes having the fortnight to think through all the misery <laughs> they've been through for the last uh, few weeks. Oh, I've been uh, drinking Mercedes fans' tears for yeah, the last two weeks. Uh, basically, Red Bull letting it all sink in that there are actually contenders out here for the constructors and drivers title. Mm. Ferrari just realizing how much they've had in store and what they're building towards. I think uh, the team that's on the on the down, I think McLaren. is McLaren because yeah. they've stagnated a bit. I think it started well for them and till today the only driver to get points in every race has been Lando Norris for McLaren. Yeah, so Dan's been struggling to get a hold Ricardo of the car. Step up a bit. Yeah. Uh, Another team on, on the, down down the list we have Alpine as well, who looked really impressive from yeah, look yeah. impressive from where they started uh, f- uh, through the year. Uh, Toro Rosso are really good. I mean, they're they're that team which always look like they might be best of the rest, but as the longer the season goes on, the more they're exposed, especially with that second driver position. Yeah, Aston Martin looking strong, but Yuki hasn't caught up yet. Yeah, Aston Martin also. 
Uh, on the app, but mm. it's it's involved. It's involved a lot of incidences and things to but happen for them to come to. But don't forget, last during the last race, they actually won uh, Q3 with Vettel in the top ten. Yeah, it's been a building process, but mm. from what we can see, let's hope if uh, this weekend is gonna produce some very interesting. From the way things look, FP1 it was very interesting. Uh, it ended in a Bottas lead, a Mercedes one two. Uh, Red Bull two, uh, three, four, and then we had Ocon in the fifth place. Uh, Ricardo, Alonso, Gasly, Norris, and Yuki rounding off the top ten. Yeah. Uh, Leclerc, Giovinazzi, Kimi, Lance, and Seb round off the fifteen, and then the bottom five were Carlos, Latifi, Mazespin, <laughs> Schumacher, and uh, test driver, reserve driver for uh, Williams in Nissan. Yeah. Where Russell took the day off. I think he is watching England play or something. Yeah, he's (laughs) setting up to watch England play later on tonight. Yeah, Uh, I mean, it's looking good this weekend. I mean, I've missed F1, in all honesty. And we have three drivers who took up new power units this weekend with both Red Bull of uh, Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen, plus uh, Alpha Tauri's Pierre Gasly taking new power units for the race. So we could be in for a lot more entertainment. Yeah, so... Paul Ricard GP, FP1 is already going on. If you can catch up to FP2 happening yeah. in like an hour, do that, man. And then have a great weekend tomorrow watching Koli. Yeah, let's just hope Pirelli don't mess things up this time. <laughs> it's fine. Pirelli won't have But anyway, yeah, so let's keep each other updated. We'll keep you updated if you keep us updated. It's a two-way street. To put on for social media. <laughs> Our handles are on Instagram at the Sports Bar and on Facebook it's the Sports Bar. So into our next segment, mm-hmm. our last segment of the day. Oh, and it's time to wrap things up in our last segment, which we call the news. Yeah. yeah, so mouthing, mouthing, kidogo. So, first and foremost, I want to start with this. Have you guys seen the video doing rounds on the internet of Cristiano Ronaldo? And Ugali, man. What's <laughs> wrong with you? I've actually seen that video. You have it? No. I'll, I'll show it to you after. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty. Yeah, so CR7, after their game with uh, Hungary. It wasn't after. It was oh, before. yeah, it was before the it was, game. Uh, basically, yeah, this pre, is what... pre, pre, pre game. Yeah. The press conference. press conference, Ronaldo walks yeah, in. Yeah, so see, the they're sitting down to, from the video that's been doing rounds online, he gets rid of uh, two Coke bottles, which mm. were there for promotional purposes. As Coca sponsors for the Euros. For the Euros, yeah. So puts them to the side and tells... No, on the floor. Which like, it's to the to the side, yeah. He slides To the side, it's fine. Yeah, and tells everyone around to drink water. It's better for you. Better for your health, and that <laughs> caused a star among footballers as well. Because following that, Let, let's start Paul with Pogba. What, let's start with what happened Paul, to Coke. Paul, Paul, Paul Pogba went ahead and did something similar. But when, with Heineken. Yeah, when he was going into his press conference, but found, that was after the match because he was awarded the man of the match. That's fine. Yeah. But he also did this basically the same thing Ronaldo did. Yeah, he, with the Heineken bottle. Yeah, he took the Heineken bottle and put it to the side, with Heineken being one of the major sponsors of the tournament as yeah. well. So this is what... So the, the backlash form. from all this for Coke 
Tell yeah, well, uh, the morning after, oh, that sounds nasty. Anyways, the morning after Ronaldo's stunt, Coke lost about $4.2 billion uh, in revenue, which, okay, it sounds it's funny, but it's stocks. Yeah, it was like price in their stock price. Yeah, yeah they well, they took a serious set of 4.2 billion because now I think Ronaldo has too much power he should retire at this point. But that wasn't the It's only basically thing. the same thing that's been going on with Elon Musk and Yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. But whatever he has a say in it. Yeah. It either goes up or down. It's you know Ronaldo has such a massive following on the socials. And once you see a superstar doing that and yeah, telling yeah, him you're just like let's try his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But when it came to Paul Pogba's uh Heineken really wasn't that affected, but the reason Pogba did it is he stated he is Muslim and he does not drink. So having that is against his beliefs and he put it to the ground. But UFR have come back with a, what do you call it, a slap for everyone yeah. and knocked everyone back to their senses. After what Paul Pogba did, UFR made a statement and is saying that any player who moves any promotional items off the table during their press conference, be it before or after a game, their team will be fined. Yeah, so UFO, mm-hmm. but honestly, it doesn't make sense because these guys are spending money to have their products there. So removing that doesn't really <laughs> help business. It doesn't help business, but are we watching football because it's a business or because we love the sport? So either way, the money. To... Listen, either way, the money that comes from that business helps football. So, yeah, but then again, if it's not directly affecting the player, it does. <laughs> it is. It is because it. Pays most of those teams there. Mm. All the money they have paid is from all those sponsorship deals on on Apple. And then wherever you just remove a Coke bottle there. Yeah, you don't I just drink think Coke. it's good to take a stand from no. time to time. When we're talking about all listen, the Ronaldo is a the world renowned superstar. Mm. So so the following he attracts is massive. So any move he makes is easily scrutinized by everyone. So he needs to be very precise with what he's doing if that was my company and i take a hit of 4.6 billion dollars just because of someone a superstar moving my drinks from a promote mm-hmm. at something i'm paying money to showcase my drinks yeah that wouldn't make me happy at all yeah well we don't really care about your feelings of this <laughs> no <laughs> this is coming from uefa of, basically this is uefa's yeah, point of but view but on my so. point of view it's more like let the player have freedom of expression. You see, you might shut him down there, but what's going to stop him from doing something like that on his Instagram? He still has the same Yeah, that's followers. fine. You Do see? that, but not at the stage where I'm paying to have my <laughs> drinks. What's wrong with you? Anyway, on from that Ronaldo and Coke fiasco. Yeah, I think my biggest news that has been entertaining has been uh, Sergio Ramos, El Capitano Fantastico. Uh, has been released by Real Madrid. Apparently, uh, Florentino Perez and the club decided he was taking too long to decide on whether to sign a contract extension or not, and they pulled the offer off. So Ramos is going to be clubless in the next two weeks, which is shocking. I mean, ever since they signed him from Sevilla in 2008, it was even before he played with Zidane. Zidane, so let's say 205, 204. Six or five. Sixteen years. He's been there for sixteen years. Yeah. So two thousand and five. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous thing to do to a legend of the club, a captain who's helped you to how many is it? Four Champions Leagues. This is Real Madrid you're talking about. I mean, a player who stood by you even when your Galacticos mm. all left. Well, listen, this is Madrid. <laughs> so 
And if you take too long, maybe come up Florentino Perez, I'll just pull the deal I have on the table for you. But I, I don't like it. You know That's the thing. As in, he was given a no chance loyalty. to negotiate it, I think. But they were taking too long to decide on whether it's an offer they really That's want. It. Yeah, so he was very tearful at his farewell. Said bye to all the Madrid fans. He's gonna be clubless. Who knows where he's gonna land? And that's the thing because I mean, uh, he's literally only played for. I mean, apart from loan deals, let's say when he was coming through the academy, two clubs, Sevilla and Real Madrid. Mm. He has no experience playing anywhere else. And the clubs that are chasing him for his signature right now, are all from other countries. We're looking at Man City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Paris Saint Germain, and I believe Juventus have also joined the race, all looking for his signature. And at the age of 35, is it really the time for him to switch nations? I mean, Thiago Silva went to Chelsea and did the thing. So. And, but Thiago Silva, before signing for PSG, was a globetrotter. He did yeah, play for a couple of clubs, but a man who's never you left You can never Spain. underestimate the, the captain, the galactical captain. <laughs> you can never, so yeah. So yeah, Ramos leaves Madrid, a uh, legend, having won a bunch of things, can't even remember everything. Yeah. You know, but I really he also he has a bunch of red cards, yeah. for that matter. And he scored more goals in La Liga than uh, Luis Figo and uh, Zinedine Zidane. As a defender, that is impressive. No, that's a captain, so... All Madrid fans to I say your goodbyes pulls, to Sergio Ramos. I hope he pulls the greatest shit houseery in football history and signs for Atletico like Luis Suarez. That mm. I, I would love that. No, that was all <laughs> Barcelona is doing. Anyway, on from Sergio Ramos, in other news this week, I think it's about me Nilikwana Takakurant about the NBA Kidoko. Rant to you, you know, So okay, I know Kumikona COVID and it's affected basically everything. So how this has affected sports is Last season, everything was caught in the middle of COVID. Basically, mm. the basketball season, the Formula One hadn't even started yet. Football yeah, was suspended. Football was suspended. NFL was suspended. Everything. So we were at a standstill. So most players were basically at home trying to keep fit and doing. No, just trying to keep fit and keep healthy. But we resumed. Thank God. Yeah, we resumed and then finished off that previous season. But it was in a compressed timeline. The problem comes in where the short turnaround period between last season and this season takes a toll on players. Because players had like one month break, just about a month Mm -hmm. break between last season and this season. So this has, the way this has affected the NBA first and foremost is that most of the superstars this season have missed almost half the season. And this is not on one franchise. This is basically for most of the franchises in the NBA. We saw the Lakers even on their way to the playoffs, the playing tournament and everything. Uh, AD, LeBron, they hadn't played almost half, the first three quarter of the season through injury. Yeah, KD missed uh, almost half the season of Bro- last yeah, season Brooklyn. He hadn't played. Last season was out for an entire year. Uh, James Harden has missed almost the half a season for Brooklyn as well. Uh, Clay Thompson as well. Clay got hurt even before the season started. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, we've also lost AD a couple of times. Yeah, he's been he, getting... When we were getting injuries. into the playoffs, he had a bunch of other injuries he was yeah, dealing with. Injury. LeBron coming into the playoffs had a lot of injuries he was dealing with. Mm. Uh, so, coming into the playoffs, we've lost more superstars. Yeah, 
Kyrie, Kyrie Irving has gone down. Harden uh, down. James Harden is down. He's just playing hobbled. Um, uh, Kawhi Donovan, Leonard. Donovan yeah. wasn't fit for. Donovan wasn't first. fit for the uh, even for the first series in the yeah. first round of the playoffs. Kawhi. Kawhi is down. Week. Kawhi is went down just the other day. Mm. Uh, Chris Paul is tested positive for COVID. And he also had a shoulder injury in the Lakers game. Exactly. Mm. All this had <laughs> a result of. A compressed timeline. Yes. Yeah. And LeBron came out this week complaining about that. But you know, it's also because basketball is truly a high intensity sport. You know, compared to. That's why. That's why. No, no, they shouldn't. That's why they shouldn't really have. Mm. They shouldn't really have, honestly. Uh, uh, put it so close. They should have given it more time. But yeah, we hope for the best. Mm. Anyway, that's it for your new segment for this week. That's it for. That's our time for this week as well. Yeah, I mean, in the weekend is starting for me. I'm gonna drink, watch FP2, and then maybe sleep a bit. Ah, there's no sleep, there's copper. So, uh, I mean, my sign off, Drew. Yo, so thanks for joining us for this week's episode. Uh, see you again on Monday. Bye.